from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. This is going to be a fun one. We're going to get back to the other side of the ball and go through our exercise of thumbs up, thumbs down. Who's going to make this 53? And we're looking right now before the Chiefs schedule is announced, before the rookie minicamp even happens. We're going to get deep into it. And today we're brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. This is going to be fun. Chris is going to join me here in a minute, but... I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football, where you can find film breakdowns and all kinds of things. I just finished Nick Bolton. You can check that one out, at least part one. And he is going to play a role in this game. There's a couple of things going on today as we take a look at it. Before we get into thumbs up, thumbs down, I want to cover a couple of pieces. It's uh, three hours before the official schedule leak. They're making a huge deal out of it this year. And so... I just want to touch on a couple of things that we've already found out. A, they're going to open the season with the Cleveland Browns, uh, a team that they beat in the playoffs, had to go to Henny, the whole nine yards, uh, a team that I think actually had a very good draft, and I think that they've done good things to get themselves more competitive. This is going to be a heck of a way to start the season off, I think. That said, I think this is also something that's very dangerous for them. Playing Andy Reid week one is always uh, going to be a little bit confounding, so good luck with that. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs are going to have any trouble getting off to a good start. But later from the leaks, and this isn't official, this is just what we know at this point. Um, they've been reported by a couple of different beat reporters around the league in a couple of extra places. Um, a couple of things. Week five, prime time against the Bills, it looks like. Then week eight, prime time Monday night against the Giants. So um, the Bills is Sunday, so are the Giants. And then the following week, the very following week is against the Packers, on Sunday night football again. So at least three primetime appearances and against Bills that are contributor. Uh, we're going to see if Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay and on the field. That could be very interesting. Uh, and then obviously the Giants are a team that's up and coming. So a lot of primetime exposure by the midpoint of the season. So we're talking uh, November 7th and 14th. They're going to be on primetime. I think that's very interesting. Choosing to put the Chiefs out front of the league again. We'll see how much uh, they come out in primetime total for the season when we find out the official release which will happen after we record this actually after it's released even we'll have more for you on friday about reaction to that but also an interesting idea that i've gotten a lot of questions on lately we're not going to do a full mailbag but i want to address the jordan hicks question um evidently has permission to seek a trade uh didn't have the kind of of continuation in arizona that he had earlier in his career Still a guy that I think moves very well, can call a defense, would be a nice addition to the linebacker room here, and his contract is pretty amenable to trade. The question is going to be value, as it is with everything else, but clearly, when you draft Zayvon Collins to the Cardinals, it makes someone expendable. I'm a little surprised they decided to go with it and name him a starter right now before they've even had any kind of OTAs. That's fine. That's their call. Um, I don't think it's going to take a lot to get Jordan Hicks, and it's something that I'm guessing Brett Veach and Ryan Poles and Mark Borgonzi are looking at um, just to see if they can get a quality depth player for a cheap price and see what happens. That is something that can bolster the unit as a whole. Doesn't mean anything about the starters, I don't think. We'll see how that comes out if it ever did happen, but keep an eye out on that. Now, that's one part of an equation that's going to be about every single position. A lot of talent on this team. They've added a lot. We're getting ready here in a couple of days 
to see them on the field for the rookie camp. Who's going to make it? Who's going to push that? We're going to play thumbs up, thumbs down for the defensive side of the ball. Coming up next. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're going to get back to our conversation about thumbs up, thumbs down. Can this guy make the roster, given what we've seen this offseason? Now, we started earlier in the week. We started on a defensive guy, and then we ended up talking about all offense. So we're going to flip back to defense now and take a look at the positions that are going to be in a bit more of a dogfight here as they get ready for the offseason to start. Now, this could completely change once we see them back on the field. But we started at the defensive line last time. I think we we had that conversation. They have some young talent there and Deshaun Wharton and obviously Derek Nottie, I think, is coming up on his second contract. And they have the older guys and Jaron Reed and Chris Jones. It's a pretty great foursome. And we talked about whether we think Colin Saunders will make it or not. The linebacker group is even bigger. And the reason that I bring up linebacker first is not only because it's one of my favorite positions to watch, but it's also one that has some tweeners in it. And they did sign Kamala Correa. He's listed as a linebacker. I think he ends up being, you know, a designated pass rush type of guy, which probably really should have him in the defensive line room. But for right now, this is where he is. And when we look at the depth chart, it's got to be Hitchens and Gay, right? And then it's got to be the draft pick Bolton and Neiman battling for the third spot in the base. And who's going to get playing time after that? Beyond that, there's a lot of question marks. And so it comes back to me, a guy that we've talked about in, in a lot in the last couple of seasons about trying to take a step forward that hasn't happened. Dorian O'Daniel might be hitting the end of his line in Kansas City. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you think he makes this 53? Thumbs up. Okay. And not for his defensive play. I think he makes it because Dave Tobe loves him. Uh, and because at this point you are four linebackers deep and you're probably deep enough to allow a special teams player at this point. Uh, I would love for somebody to be there that, you know, screams that they could actually play in the defense and, and be productive. Uh, I would thought, I would have thought Dorian was going to be that guy, but he hasn't turned in to be that guy, but he is a core special teamer and that is important. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. There's a lot of interest here. I think Ben Neiman is certainly in that mix. So we have what we think are the top five. And, and again, I think Correa is going to probably be included more in the defensive end spot because of the rotational play. But that leaves us a couple of interesting things here. Manuel Smith's been on the roster for a while. Darius Harris played some snaps in Week 17 last year. Damone Harris has been more, again, of that situational pass rusher that's listed as linebacker but plays as a rush end. So like, I don't even know that we need to include him in this group. But it comes down to... Cobb, Smith, Harris, three guys that have been on the roster, and then Zane Anderson, this 
undersized linebacker from Andy Reid's alma mater that they brought in as a UDFA. I think those guys are going to be head-to-head all spring and summer long. The end of the day, Zane Anderson, a UDFA in this group, thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you think he can squeeze onto this roster? I think there's a spot for one more. I just don't know if it's going to be Zane Anderson. Uh, without seeing any of them play, you know, you've got three exclusive rights free agents and Darius Harris, Amari Cobb, and Emmanuel Smith. Uh, and Correa, like we talked about, is probably going to be more of an edge rusher than really a linebacker. Uh, but you know, you have to wonder how is that going to you know, play out for Kansas City? How many linebackers are they going to keep? I would think they only keep six. So to me, Anderson has an opportunity, but I'm going to go thumbs down for right now. Okay. I think it's going to be about the special teams play. At the end of the day, I don't think he's battling Cobbin Harris. I think he's battling Dorian O'Daniel. And if he turns out to be a better special teams player, I think he might supplant him. I'm going to go thumbs up just because it's Andy's alma mater. So you never quite know what's going to happen. It worked for Danny Sorensen. So who stands out to you on the defensive side of the ball? A position or a guy or, or whatever looks like it needs to be talked about? Well, I mean, you know, we've kind of talked about, you know, the interior of the defensive line. Let's talk about the DNs. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at this group right now, you have Frank Clark, Taco Charlton, Kane Doe, Damone Harris, Mike Dana, Tim Ward, Austin Edwards, and you have Correa as well. Uh, I do think that you're going to be looking at a situation where you're probably only going to keep four defensive ends. Uh, Clark and Charlton and Kane Doe, I think, are pretty much set. Uh, I would imagine that Dan is on this roster as well. So the I think question Dan is the starter day one could be wouldn't shock me. Uh, the question that would become is is Damone Harris can he force his way onto this roster again? Mm-hmm. And that's Thumbs about what he has to down. do, right? Right. I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm going to say that between Kendo and what they've done in adding a little bit of depth with uh, Correa. I think that bumps him off of it, to tell you the truth. I would agree. I'm going to go thumbs down. I cannot see him being on the roster. And obviously, you know, we haven't said this, but obviously all of this matters or all of this could change with any kind of injury at any specific position. So uh, just a heads up there. But I really think that he's going to struggle to make this roster. Tim Ward, I'm going to go thumbs down as well. Although I will say this, Ward is one of those guys, and they did it again this year, and I can't remember the name of the player but Ward is one of those guys that they signed that they knew they weren't going to get to see for a couple of years, but they put him on the roster anyway. So if he's going to make the roster, that would be the way he makes it, is that they continue to see upside that we haven't seen yet. Well, I agree with you. I think he does make it back to the practice squad in that same vein. I don't know that he's quite ready to make that leap yet. The other guy you're talking about is Malik Herring, played at the University of Georgia, and I That's think it is the guy. Very similar situation. I would put him on <laughs> the that, you know, squad as well. You know, he's a Georgia guy. Just no, hey, that. you know, it, it happens sometimes. What are you going to do? Um, I, I do want to mention this too because I think of all the, all that talk, I think it comes down to who can get to the passer. I think this is a make it or break it year for Taco Charlton in particular, and it can't be build up. It can't be maybe he's going to get there. He had a couple of nice games. That cross chop that he's developed is a serious weapon in this league. And he was actually very productive in getting the passer in his snaps. He's got to take that role. I think that he can. I think that the question is going to be, is it him? Is it Correa? Is it Kendo? Who steps up to be the guy that on third and long, they have to have out there because they have to bookend Frank. I think it's going to end up being Charlton. 
Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. And I think that that would be a good position for Kansas City to be in if he could step in and, and be productive because they are very young and don't have a ton of depth at the. Yeah. If we flip it over to the corner group, this is a group that's going to be very interesting to me because I'm sitting here looking at the roster. And right now, Kansas City has six corners on their roster, according to over the cap. Now, there may be a couple more that haven't been added yet. Uh, but right now, Rashad Fenton is your elder statesman at 26 years old. <laughs> Let's get into the secondary when we get on the backside of this. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and HL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It's funny that 26 years old is the old dude in the room. <laughs> and yep. I, there's, still a, there's still a chance you bring back um, Bashad Breeland. And is it Fenton or is it Ward that's 26? I can't remember. It's Fenton. Okay. For some reason, I thought he was younger than that. But either way, like there's snaps that you've seen, there's snaps that you've played, and then there's actual years and years of experience. Are you concerned that there isn't somebody that is, you know, 28, something like that, like, six-year vet kind of thing like Freeland is. I'm not concerned because I think that the young talent that they have is is very good in Kansas City. The question that is going to end up being that we're going to have to continue to look at is, you know, what is DeAndre Baker's role in this team this year? Is he going to be able to step forward and actually contribute? If he can contribute, then you are easily four deep at corner and I don't see a reason that they would bring Breland back at this point uh, because I do think that, you know, you got Ward, Sneed, and Fenton. They're probably going to be your starters at this point. At least that's the way I would think it's going to shake out. Although if Baker is back and Baker is healthy, he has the ability to unseat Fenton would be my guess. And then you're looking at Ward, Sneed, and Baker, and Fenton is your fourth corner and Keys is your special teams guy. I think that's a pretty good look at, CB, especially when they're all under 26, 26 yeah. or under. It leaves you a lot of room to maneuver. And, and I won't even count out one or two of the super young guys. Like, I, I think they like Chris Lammons. I think they can he can be kind of a play it wherever you need it kind of guy. Maybe he makes it as well. I don't think that I've seen enough from Bo Pete to feel comfortable that he's automatically going to make this roster. I think he could land on the practice squad. You never know. If Baker is as healed as Nate Taylor from the Athletics seems to feel that he is, I think you're right. I think that's your top four, but it comes down to what kind of plays can Keys make against NFL competition? It's the same concept as DiCaprio Boodle from Nebraska and Marlon Character, who just signed as well. So they have a couple of super young guys, UDFAs, that they can bring in that I think can push Bo Pete. And the question then becomes for me, is it practice squad or is it roster for him? And right now I'm leaning towards practice squad. I'm going to reserve my right, although I will say right now I think he makes the roster. I guess I will go that way. I'll say I give Keys a thumbs up, uh, mainly because he knows the defense and he's going to have a little bit of a step ahead, uh, edge ahead in those guys when it comes to that. And he's also going to know the special team, so I think he can help there. Kansas City moved up to go get him last year, so they obviously like something about him. So the question is, is can he play to what they really saw in him? If he can, 
then I think he can be the fifth corner. I understand what you're asking when it comes to can he play in this league, and I think that does matter. When you're looking at your fifth corner, you're also looking for a guy that's going to be a core special teams guy, and that is, I think, what they were looking at when they got keys. Yeah, it may absolutely be. I think that's going to be a really interesting battle, and I'm I'm super keyed up to see what happens with Baker and where he is physically. It's a heck of an injury he sustained, and if he can make it back, more power to him. Well, the better thing about Baker, exclusive rights free agent, mm-hmm. which means he can't go anywhere after this season. And then, you know, then you're sitting there at a restricted rights free agent the next year. So you've got him for pretty cheap for the next two years. I think that's yeah. a fantastic situation for Kansas City. Well, and it's good for him, too, because he needs to be in one place and continue to develop. He's not all there yet. So. And that brings us to the safety spot. We talked about it earlier in the week with the Tyron Matthew possibility of an extension, et cetera. But when you look at it, I would have said, you know, pre-draft that this was pretty much a done deal. It was going to be the same four guys that you saw last season in Thornhill, Matthew, Sorensen, and Watts. Then they wanted and brought in Will Parks, who played a lot of snaps in Denver, has been on the field in a number of capacities as well. And I think fits like the Uber role of that tweener guy that can be a quote-unquote just a DB and maybe play a little bit of everything for you, especially if they end up going a little bit more zone this season. Do you think that that changes the landscape? Is it a fight between Parks and Watts? Do you think one of them has an advantage right now? I think that it's it's really going to depend on... I hate going this way, but I I think it's going to depend on how they go at CB because I do think that they end up keeping maybe... I mean, are they going to go six corners or are they going to bring back Breland and go with six six corners I they've done it before I wouldn't be shocked although you know with numbers wise it's going to be very difficult in my opinion uh so if you're only going with four safeties which is what I think that they will do I do think it is between Parks and Watts and I would honestly say that I would think Parks has probably got the advantage I know Watts has been in Kansas City but they obviously liked Will Parks for something and to me his veteran presence gives you more of a player that can step in and play in your defense, which will be more valuable. The question is, is can he step in and produce at special teams? If he can do that, then I think Armani Watts' days are numbered in Kansas City. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, he started three season last three games last year, seven the year before that. So like he's been on the field quite a bit in Denver, I think uh, approaching fifteen hundred snaps. That's a whole lot more than Armani Watts has had in the last three seasons. So I would agree with you. I would, I would give Parks the advantage there. So good for them. A cheap signing that bolsters their secondary and I think gives them a leg up on the competition in the future. And hey, when we get them on the field next uh, couple of weeks, we should know a little bit more. We'll get an idea who's running where, and it'll be just preliminary, but it'll give you a concept of where they're going to be. And we'll let you know when we see that. They're going to have the rookie mini camp here coming up very shortly. We'll be back with more on that. Hope that you guys are enjoying your week. The schedule gets released tonight after we record. We'll have more breakdown from it tomorrow. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.